Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset, your place for news, politics, and smashing pumpkins. Pumpkins and gourds are a timeless tradition this time of year. Maybe you have one on your steps or in your window, but what are you going to do with it once it starts to rot? If you're planning to throw it in the trash, well, chew on this. Every year, over one billion pounds of pumpkins end up in landfills where they emit methane gas and contribute to global warming. But there are a lot of other options. You could eat it or you could smash it. In fact, there's a statewide effort to get you to smash your pumpkin instead of dumping it in the trash. Here to tell us more is Jonathan Pereira, executive director of Plant Chicago, an organization that's hosting one of these smash your pumpkin events. Also with us is Amy DiLorenzo of the Illinois Food Scrap and Composting Coalition. Let's start with you, Jonathan. Why should people consider smashing their pumpkins? Well, the first thing, it's a whole lot of fun. First of all, it sounds fun. Yes. (laughs) It's a little cathartic (laughs) after the last few years we've been through to put a pumpkin in a dumpster and smash away. Second thing, it is uh, good for the environment. So composting in general, you consider... We're sending in Cook County over 20%, 21% of the material in landfills are food waste. Mm. And pumpkins can be a big, big part of that as well. When we send organic material to a landfill, it generally ends up creating lots of methane. Methane is a highly potent greenhouse gas, um, maybe 120 times more potent than carbon dioxide. doesn't last as long as in the atmosphere as well, but by composting it, you can actually prevent methane from going into the environment. What's different, Amy, about what happens during composting versus what happens in a landfill? Yeah, so when you put something in a landfill, it kind of gets covered by all those other materials that go in the landfill, like, you know, metal, plastic, glass, things like that. Um, And so those greenhouse gases get trapped. When you compost it, you're putting it with other materials that are also biodegradable, sometimes known as organic materials. And so it's able to break down and become a more useful soil amendment. Um, And it it just degrades more properly um, and efficiently. So, Jonathan, the first step is... Assessing whether your pumpkin is still edible. (laughs) Later, we're going to talk with a a local food preservationist for ideas on how to cook more pumpkin pies or or purees. But what are the signs that the pumpkin needs to be composted? So I'm not the expert on eating pumpkins, but generally if you are not comfortable or don't, you're not going to eat it and you are going to get rid of it, the first thing you should do is compost it. So Mm -hmm. these pumpkin smashes, which are being held all over the city and um, even in the suburbs as well, are an opportunity to do it for free and for fun. So um, if you do not, if you have a home composting service, if you're getting a food scrap pickup from, make sure you check with your your hauler Mm -hmm. that they are going to accept your your 30-pound pumpkin. Um, and not charge you an extra fee. And if you're not, and you and you just want to learn more about composting and have fun, uh, bring bring your 
your pumpkin to a pumpkin smash all over the city. And if they've been painted or they've got yeah. candle wax in mm-hmm. them, can they be yeah. composted? Well, please do your best. Take take the candle wax out. Okay. These are all potential contaminants as well. So painting is actually a very difficult one as well. Um, if you have painted your pumpkin, be a peach and actually try and clean the paint off of it before you try and compost it. Any of the things that you add that is not a natural organic material um, is it would likely be contaminating, um, you know, future soils, mm-hmm. and you want to keep it out of that. What if they're moldy? Mold is fine. Mold is actually a decomposer and is helping to break the pumpkin down. It's already started to decompose. Time to compost it. Yeah. So you've already mentioned that this this pumpkin smash is happening kind of all over the city. But but tell us more because it's I know it's taking place at Plant Chicago in back of the yards. What can folks expect when they get there? So, yeah, at our pumpkin smash, we're hosting it this we're co-hosting it this Saturday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on the corner of 45th and Marshfield in the back of the yards neighborhood at our pumpkin smash. You can bring your pumpkin, smash it, have a good time. There will also be live music, farmer's market. We'll have a plant swap as well, kids' activities. Cool. Lots of things going on. There are other sites I know on the south side at Gary Comer Youth Center um, and other sites on the north side as well. So we highly encourage you to go to the site that is closest to you um, and sounds like the most fun to you. Mm-hmm. And so we're clear, smashing it before it's composted. <laughs> yeah. Important. Yeah. Well, the smashing part is makes it a little bit more fun. You can actually fit more in the bin that way as well. The pumpkins that we are collecting are actually going to a couple different places. We're working with uh, one of our longtime partners, Urban Canopy, who will be bringing their, their goal is to bring about a ton of those pumpkins out to a family farm, Living Lights Farm, mm-hmm. um, to actually go to animals, uh, pigs and chickens. Um, if they can't if you cannot give food to a person to serve, the next best thing to do is to be able to give it to animals. And then after that, compost it as well. So some will be going to animals. Some will be going to to compost mm-hmm. facilities. And Amy, you have been to, to one of these events. And I understand you're, you're going to be at the event on the north side, right? Yeah. So I'm going to be at Lakeview High School. We're also going to be at the Morton School of Excellence and the First Presbyterian Church in Arlington Heights. But um, people can go to scarce.org slash pumpkins type in their zip code to see which ones are closest to them. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to be at Lakeview. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the students there, there's going to be several groups of students there that um, may have set up some games. Last year, we had a pumpkin uh, a basketball hoop. Um, so you could oh shoot goodness. some baskets with your pumpkins. We had some <laughs> baseball cool. bats. We have shovels. I think this year we might throw some pumpkins against the wall of the school. So it's very exciting. <laughs> I know a pair of kids who might want to join in on that. And my pair of kids, I'm talking about my daughters. Uh, so talk more Amy, about how your event came to be. I know there's also a partnership with the city, right? Yes. Um, so the Department of Streets and Sanitation is supporting uh, some of the pumpkin smashes that Illinois Extension is doing this year by doing the hauling and ensuring that the pumpkins are properly disposed of and composted. Um, and they're also going to weigh the pumpkins so we know we can send those grand totals to Scarce. Um, Scarce keeps track of all the pounds of pumpkins that are um, smashed throughout the state and throughout the country, and they do grand totals on their website every year so we can keep keeping track of all the great stuff that we're keeping out of the landfill. Um, so, yeah, this partnership has been, you know, with a few different organizations and everyone kind of pitches in and does their part. Um, we're really happy to be partnering with such great organizations that are associated with Chicago Public Schools as well because old fuddy-duddies like myself don't know <laughs> the coolest, funnest things to do with smashed pumpkins, um, but the students definitely do. I haven't heard the word fuddy-duddy in a long time, Amy. 
Uh, These are happening all across town, as we mentioned. Uh, Talk a bit more about Plant Chicago, Jonathan, and this circular economy that I just mentioned. What is that? Sure. Um, uh, Our mission is to cultivate local circular economies. Uh, Circular economy stands in opposition to the way our current economy and especially globalized economy functions is a linear. We take materials out of the earth, we make them into something, and then we, we dispose of them in landfills. A uh, paradigm of a linear system would be a single-use plastic water bottle. We, yeah. we know that plastic is not getting recycle, recycled um, <clears throat> globally, um, but composting is actually a paradigm of a local circular system. You've, when you are composting, you are not just helping the environment. You're helping your local economy. You're helping local waste haulers. You're helping the, uh, the, the earth mm-hmm. um, if you are not contaminating what you're putting in, in the earth, right? You're helping that. Um, and you're helping future materials return to the earth and actually, when done right, can help regenerate the earth as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Amy, food waste makes up a whopping 37% of materials in, in Cook County's landfills. You know, that's from homes, grocery stores, restaurants. I'm going to admit, I was very surprised by that number. Mm-hmm. 37%. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's significant. Yeah. Uh, It takes a lot of energy to grow and and transport food. Can you talk about that for us and the environmental toll that it takes? Yeah. So, I mean, the same as pumpkins, any kind of food that you put in the landfill emits that methane gas and other noxious, you know, gases that are really potent and, and pretty bad for the environment. When you think about food that we waste at the home level, like you said, you know, all that food is grown, transported to the store, transported to our house, and then ultimately thrown away. So um, there are ways that we can reduce our impact on the planet by thinking carefully about what we purchase and how we use it. Um, I think sometimes people are a little scared of composting. They think it's gross and smelly. So, um, you know, I think pumpkin smashes are a great way to dip your toe in, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're interested or curious about it because they're a lot of fun. Um, But one thing I like to tell people about composting is you're not actually introducing a new waste stream into your house, right? You're just managing it more efficiently. You're, You're thinking about ways that you can actually return it to the earth, like Jonathan said, as opposed to throwing it in the garbage. And I can tell you that since I've started composting at my house, I take out the garbage way less. It doesn't smell as much. um, And it's actually doing great things for the environment. So I live on the third floor. I don't want to keep walking down up and down the stairs to my dumpster every (laughs) day. So composting is a way for me to kind of, um, you know, limit the amount of things that I put from my house into the trash. Some cities have their own large-scale composting system, and Chicago doesn't. The city is working, though, on some pilot projects. Can you tell us about those, Amy? Yeah, so um, the city is thinking about piloting some community drop-off sites around the city. Um, They'll be located in community gardens. I don't know exactly which ones will be available yet, um, but this is a really interesting way to kind of take your scraps and take them to a garden where they can turn them into compost and use it right on the garden right there. Um, There's other initiatives that are happening around the city as well, where you can drop your scraps off at farmer's markets. Um, I think that's happening at Plant Chicago already. I know it's happening at the Green City Market. Um, So there's lots of opportunities that the city is is thinking about. Um, It will be difficult to do a large-scale compost, you know, pickup, kind of like we have with trash and recycling. But I think uh, this kind of patchwork of 
of opportunities that we have in Chicago is really important. So I definitely encourage people to check out um, the Illinois Food Scrap Coalition yeah. website um, to see what kind of opportunities are near them um, or just ask questions. There's lots of people. Um, if you come to a smash, there's going to be lots of educated yes. people there that will be willing to help Including you out. Including Jonathan, who's got free food scrap collection offered to back of the yards residents, right? Yeah, we do. We accept yeah. food scrap drop off for free and that um, gets hauled off site to get processed for composting. So, Your vision then, Jonathan, as we wrap here for just the future in terms of composting? Uh, we don't send any food or organic material to landfills. Um, you can re- make, make a huge impact there. Um, when you think about what we're talking at least 20 up to 40 percent of, of food being wasted um, and all that material taking up landfill space yeah. that we are sending it away from landfills and simultaneously regenerating the earth, supporting local systems. We're not shipping compost overseas right now. We know it's staying typically staying quite local at the statewide level. Yeah. Jonathan Pereira is executive director of Plant Chicago, and Amy DiLorenzo is a, a team member of Building a Culture of Composting in the Chicagoland Project. Thank you for joining us. So if you have a pumpkin that hasn't been carved or painted, but you're sick of having it around, you can eat it. And our next guest has some cooking tips. Jordan Wimby is a food preservationist and cultural historian who also goes by the name Melanin Martha. And she joins us now. Okay, Jordan, what are some of your favorite ways to cook pumpkins? Oh my gosh, when I was thinking about this, I have so I had a long list of things that I love to do with pumpkin. It's me and my wife's fall is me and my wife's favorite time of year. And love pumpkin it. is always Well, we want to hear kitchen. it. We're we're excited. So, <laughs> Go ahead. So there's a few things that I love to do. So the first one obviously is pumpkin seeds, but I always tell people when you're making your pumpkin seeds at home or roasting them, to get really creative with the flavors. I think sometimes we get stuck in in what we know and things that feel familiar. Um, so, you know, your traditional cinnamon sugar pumpkin seeds are a great go-to, but switch it up. Try some garlic miso or some soy glaze or something like a spicy harissa with honey to kind of like make it a little bit more exciting and intriguing mm-hmm. and something that you want to reach for in your pantry for a snack. Um, uh, we love pumpkin pie in my house. Uh, mostly my wife loves pumpkin pie. I'm mm-hmm. more of like a creme brulee type of gal. And so one thing that I really love to make, especially for Thanksgiving and the holidays, is a pumpkin pie with a sugar glaze that I then brulee. So think of your pumpkin pie Ooh. with a creme brulee topping. Um, it's a really great way to use your pumpkin pie puree, but also make it a little bit fun if you're sick of your just traditional pumpkin pie. I mean, don't get me wrong. That sounds wonderful. It's great. But yes. adding a nice little crunch on top also makes it a little bit exciting. Well, you know, one of our producers, I have a question. She's yeah. had trouble getting the right consistency. You talked a moment ago about seeds, right? So when roasting the yeah. seeds, they don't seem to get crispy enough or maybe they're kind of chewy. Yeah. Is there a trick? So the good- there is a trick. So the most, most, most important part about rest, roasting pumpkin sk- seeds, excuse me, is to dry them out before you add your oil. If you uh-huh. put your pumpkin seeds are moist, right? So if you put an oil on top of something that is hydrophobic, it's that oil is not going to really stick to the pumpkin seed as well. And it's not going to get crispy. So my trick is always to either let it air dry out Um, on your countertop for a few hours, even overnight is even great, or just stick it in your oven at the lowest temperature. For me, it's 200 degrees Fahrenheit for about 10 to 15 minutes and just let all of that moisture escape from the seed. Uh Then let that cool, toss it in an oil, and then add all of your favorite spices and stick it in your oven at like 
350, let's say 325, 350 mm-hmm. for another 15-ish Brilliant. minutes or until they're crispy. That's a great way to get a nice crunchy pumpkin seed. Yeah, no, that's brilliant advice. I know that you're also into roasting pumpkins and, and making salads, right, Jordan? Yes, yes. I love roasting pumpkins. Um, one of my favorite recipes is I, I love to roast the flesh of pumpkins and then add a little creme fraiche or like a feta, your favorite your favorite salad cheese. Mm. And then I add a little bit of a spice. My favorite is a duca spice that is um, coming from Africa, which is filled with lots of different nuts. You have pistachios and almonds and hazelnuts mixed with like cumin and um, coriander seeds. I love the play on the sweetness from the pumpkin with a nice spice, Mm -hmm. but you can also use a crunchy chili olive oil drizzle on top of that or a maple and something maple and salty too to kind of play on that sweet and saltiness but adding pumpkin to salads is a brilliant idea i mean we love i love salads and fall is the perfect time to really get the rest like bring in the, the last of summer yeah while still welcoming in winter and fall you can still get the end of summer harvests while still embracing that it's about to be a little bit chilly. So I think fall is the perfect time for salads. Yeah, it for sounds that like it. And as we just learned from your description that you, you can eat the skin. Yeah, you can yeah. eat the skin. You 1000% can eat the skin. I mean, I know you were talking about composting your flesh of your pumpkin. I mean, that's a brilliant idea. And I know the pumpkin smashes are coming, but I cannot tell people enough. Use the entire pumpkin for vegetable stock. It's the best way to save your pumpkin. You can add the seeds, the guts, the flesh, the slimy skin, all of that can go into a pumpkin stock. Um, and you can add your your um, onions and celery and all your aromatics, your bay leaves, your peppercorns, and then strain that all out. And you have a great starter for risotto, for soups, mm-hmm. for, I even use it for things like grits in the morning. Love it. Love um, my pumpkins in fall. soup. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you can definitely use all of that for stock. You do not have to get rid of it at all. That was Jordan Wimby, also known as Melanin Martha. Thank you so much. Great tips. Absolutely. I'm glad I could help. Well, if you are going to smash your pumpkins, though, instead of cooking them, we've got the soundtrack for you. This episode of Reset was produced by Linnea Dominic, and it was edited by Ethan Schwab. Enjoyed hearing from these wonderful people? Then subscribe to our podcast. We have tons of fun and surprising conversations from folks across Chicago and beyond. And when you subscribe, leave us a rating. That really helps more listeners find us. That's it for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk tomorrow.
Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.